we have a great we have a great day ahead, don't we? Of talking about stories, words from God. I love this format because you and I just kind of get to go back and forth. We really want to have, have a conversation with you, Ramp Church, today. Um, just sharing what what we've seen yeah. God do and where we feel like He's going. You know, um, as I've been thinking about why you know why we want to even highlight the fact that we've been been here online for one year and why we would even use the term like celebrate. We know <laughs> some of you, um, you know, that some of our people, this has been really tough year. It's been challenging, I think, for everybody in, in various ways and similar ways. And the verse that just came to my mind was um, in Psalm 23 even, that he prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies, my cup runneth over. And how often at times we can slip into this mindset of thinking, I'm going to wait to praise and wait to thank until the breakthrough fully comes or right. until, you know, the miracle manifest. But yes. we can read through God's word just so many examples of a different way of living life, not reacting to life, not reacting and waiting on things to happen, but prophetically praising God, yeah. being grateful and seeing, choosing to have eyes of faith yes. to see what God has been um, doing. You know? Which it's perfect for the chapter we're in right now. And yes. the chapter is called Even Here, Even Now, Even Us. And we're really trying to get in tune with, with the fact that God cannot, uh, his purposes cannot be thwarted mm -hmm. by our natural limitations. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's posturing us to get our, our faith level and our belief in God to the level of his ability. Yeah. And so if you've missed any of these, any, any of these um, messages, I wanna encourage you to, to go back and watch. They're available on YouTube, it's the best place to watch, but podcasts as well. Um, you can subscribe on any of those channels. And see, we've been talking about God speaking, we've been talking about um, the ability to invite him into to this season mm -hmm. with us, walk with him in community. And so, yeah, so that's kind of where this fits into even this season that God has us in. Yes, I love that. And um, his word has been rich to us, Ramp Church. And I think even you just saying, you know, go back and listen and feast and meditate on what God has said to you and to us as a, as a corporate body. His word has sustained us. Yes, but I, I just didn't even want to interrupt you. But you need to stay tuned because we're not actually not even done with this chapter. I'm going to be yeah. coming with James Alateran with a couple really, really powerful words yes. um, about how God can even provide avenues for our growth in this mm, season. But yep, anyway, so back coming. to today. Yeah. Well, I want to just share a couple verses um, before we dive into some testimonies. And I'm about to show you a little video from our youth, from Ramp Youth. And um, that's coming up too. But first, let's just even remind ourselves I, I, the story of, of Israel and the journey that Israel had with God. And they, they came out of Egypt and they had lots of different difficulties at different points. They were, you know, claiming that God had brought them out in the wilderness to die and that he was going to let them starve and that they would have been better if they were in Egypt. And, and, you know, at some points God wanted to kill them. At some points Moses wanted to kill them. It was a rough, very real life journey. But in the middle of that journey, there are these moments where Israel awakens to what God has done for wow. them. And they remember what God has done for it's them. Beautiful. And in that, then they experience new glory. They experience new grace. And in Joshua 4, 21 through 22, 
Um, this verse says, when your children ask their fathers in times to come, what do these stones mean? So the stones are their building an altar. They had been instructed by God to bring, uh, to build these stone altars, these yeah. memorials. And these kids are going to lay down the road and be like, Dad, what are these stones? What's this heap of stones? Then you shall let your children know Israel passed over this Jordan on dry ground. And some of you, you are building right now. We as a church are building right now these memorials, these testimonies. This has been challenging, but let me tell you what God has done. And those are the stories that are loaded with glory. Not everything was easy and we came and we prayed and then fire <laughs> fell, but no, we were in a furnace and Jesus showed up. We wow. were at the Red Sea and the waters parted. This is how God's glory is released on yes. the earth. And so as a community today, I feel like we're just going to even build a, a stone memorial, so to speak. Yeah. Looking back, you know, there's Amen. been loads of difficulty and uncertainty and challenges and job losses and people that we've loved that have passed on to the other side. And there's been um, sickness and things that we have battled. And I just want us to pause and meditate on what has God done? How has he sustained us? And sometimes the proof that God is still, and I've had to, I was telling a friend the other day who's just been going through a really hard time trying to find God. And I said, don't you feel though that the fact that you are still here asking me where is God is sign that God is sustaining you. Very good. Yes. It's like sometimes you just have to say, I know that, that there's a Psalms where David says, um, I, was, I was in distress and I called to you. And then you answered me by just strengthening my soul by just letting me stay in that place of difficulty was a very act of God. And we wanna just bring to your remembrance ramp church. Um, like we've been saying in this series, God's not working around this. He's not waiting on anything. He's still moving right through it, yes, right is. through your life. He's not waiting on us to get back in person. He's moving right through us. He's breaking boxes. He's pouring out his presence. He's doing these things. And remember what I've told all of us before is the enemy will always want us to get fixated on the prayers that are not yet answered. Yes. And the things that we've not yet seen, especially as a prophetic community, because we can see what's coming. And we want to get, we want though to be a people who knows how to celebrate and revel and enjoy the victories mm -hmm. yes. while we anticipate what's coming. Yeah. Um, I want to read one more verse and then if you have anything to say on that, and then we'll go to this video that I have of the youth. But listen to Psalm 77, 12. And I feel like this is even a lifeline for somebody that's watching who you feel like you are overwhelmed by the hardship and the circumstances. It says, I will ponder all your work and meditate on your mighty deeds. Yeah. I know that sounds like just such a regular, like churchy verse, you know, but, but ponder what God has done yeah. in your family, in your life, and meditate on it. Chew on it, keep bringing it to mind. So when, I first, when we first moved to England, um, to Manchester, I did my first train journey by myself. <laughs> Joe will remember this because first I got on the wrong train, entirely the wrong train, and then I got on the right train. And then as I was traveling down south, I had like several legs. So I had to change trains a few times. And every time I got on the train, I, I've, you know, they have different seats facing different ways. And I somehow would always get backwards. Like, so I was, the train was moving this way, but I was looking where we were, what we had already covered. 
so I thought my, I was changing trains again. I thought, Lord, I just want to be able to sit and look forward. Like, this is making me nauseated. I just want to sit on the train in the right position and look forward. This is a totally dumb blonde moment for me. Can I not figure this out? So I sit on the last train and I sit down. The train takes off and there I am sitting backwards. <laughs> and I'm like, oh. And I just felt the Holy Spirit say immediately to me, though. He says, Stacy, I want you to look at how far you've come. Wow. And we had come a long way. We had been in a visa process and an international move, had gone to Scotland and had just moved to Manchester and we were about to launch Ramp Church and, and everything was like, let's just move forward, move forward, move forward, launch this church, get this baby out. And, and I just felt like it's so important in that moment. I haven't ever forgotten that still small voice of the Holy Spirit that's so important for us mm. as a people of God to stop and look back at what God has done yes. over the past year. It's a way that we worship Him. It's a way we honor Him. Amen. It's a way we give Him attention. And um, Joe, do you have anything to add to that? I, I think I'd love to see this video. And yes. we, we, have, we have more time to share those thoughts. So. so let's go to this video. This has been such a life-giving bit for me over the past years working with our beautiful, beautiful young people. So here's some testimonies from Ramp Youth. Hello, Ramp Church Manchester, and welcome to a little inside view into what we do as the youth here in Ramp Church. Um, we get together three times a week now. We've been on Zoom. We've been in lockdown for the whole year. We've been meeting together on Zoom. It's been really cool because before uh, lockdown, we used to meet up once every two weeks, and now we get to meet three times a week, which is amazing. We get to love on the youth. The youth get to love back on us, and they get to receive from us. And I can speak on behalf of the leadership when we say that we receive from them as well because they are so perfect, so amazing. Um, less from me though, more, to, more about these, these people. Let's hear from the young people here. Finley, have you got something to share with us, mate? Uh, yes, I do. Um, so for me, youth is a place where I can come and say my problems without yes. them leaving the Zoom call. Uh, it's also a place that I can come and socialise and have fun. Um, and I really enjoy learning about our gifts. And I've been told that I'm, uh, I have a prophetic gift so I just love coming on and learning, uh, learning about these gifts and what I can do with them. Um, I also love this mentor thing, uh, just just having the chance to be on a level, one-on-one uh, -on -one level. Um, I just find it very easy to talk to someone when we're just on our own. Um, I just enjoy people checking up on me. So this year we've grown really well uh, and it's been a powerful journey and we're going to continue this journey. Amazing, mate. Uh, Marielle, do you have something prepared to share? Yes, so youth has helped me connect with my friends, with spending nights playing games and talking about how our week's gone, talking about all our problems and deep diving into discussions. But I think what has also been very interesting is to see how God has worked in everyone and seeing the different perspectives. And personally, it has been very refreshing to see everyone's faces and hear their voices, even if it is over Zoom, because there's still that connection of uh, the, there's, there's the connection in the discussion we have over Zoom is the same connection we have in our in real life discussion. Amazing. Um, Thomas, do you have something else to share, mate? Yeah, I do. So youth in this past year has been really good actually as a group together, although it has been a difficult season. Um, in this time, we've actually started our first youth community group, 
And th th those our three seasons um, that we're currently in have been amazing. Um, they've been full of prayer, prayer requests, and most importantly, uh, praise reports. Um, we're carrying on with our youth regular nights. Um, those are always good fun. There's a good message. We get together, have fun, play games, uh, share funny stories, just have a good laugh. Um, of course, this is with the help of Stacey Risa and our amazing youth leaders. Um, we help each other every step of the way, which I feel helps our, our bonds to be even stronger. And our connection is just just so strong. And I think that over Zoom, although we've been separated, we've also been brought together and we're just so much closer as a youth group. Amazing, mate. So as you can see, we've got an absolute wonderful selection of youth here. And uh, I, I can say that I'm blessed to have these guys in my life. And, and I'm, I'm sure I speak for the rest of the leadership as well. Um, as, I, as I mentioned before, we do meet three times a week. So we meet on a Tuesday, which is, the, um, which is communities, as I mentioned before. And in them, we just go into a bit more detail, a bit more meaty stuff about the stuff that's happened on Sunday. So we go over the message. We have a discussion guide to go through. Um, Fridays, we have a bit more of a, um, a preach, so a bit more of a word. Someone holds it together and we play some games. We have an interview. Pastor Stacy often comes on and speaks to us. So that's really cool. Um, and on Sundays, we just get together and have a good laugh and we have a games night, which is really fun and really cool. And I always lose, which is amazing. So if you want to come along and see me lose, usually to Claire Risa, but don't tell her I said that. So um, guys, honestly, this youth is amazing. Would you like to give everyone a goodbye, guys? Bye, guys. Bye, bye, bye guys. Stopping by. Bye. Bye. Oh, we love you, Ramp You. We do and love you. you guys have been holding it together. And of course, that was just a portion of Ramp Youth who, who got together to share some of their stories. But what an incredible, incredible sign of exactly what you're talking about yeah. in the middle of this season. And just love hearing how God's moving in your life. But something that's on my heart for, for us in this season, what I think God is showing us is the depth of preparation that he does in every season, whether we know it or not. Mm. And I think, so I think that concept that you said of opening our eyes, that there's this time where I actually believe our eyes can be opened to see what God's been up to all along. Mm. And I think of the story of Moses, where Moses had some serious identity issues growing up. And in many ways, he, he had a privileged upbringing because he was, um, he was raised in Pharaoh's house even though he was an Israelite. So he, mm -hmm. he lives in the house of a king, but he's an Israelite. And that caused some serious conflict. You can see it in his story. Yeah, there was some, there's some wrestling with his own identity. And many of you can even relate with that. It's like some of it's not even circumstantial. Maybe, you're, maybe you do live in a privileged situation, but internally there's this deep, deep wrestling with identity. And it puts Moses on this pursuit of like, who am I? And, and to the point that he leaves altogether, goes out in the wilderness, like I'm leaving all this behind. But how many, how many know that you can leave a situation, but sometimes the situation doesn't leave you. It's, it's, mm. still, it's still there. And Moses was, was living with that reality, never realizing 
that what felt like conflict to him, this conflict of identity, was actually part of his call, it was part of his assignment, that God had called him to be a liaison for God between Israel and Pharaoh's house. Mm, come on. And that, 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 that what Moses looked at as a liability, I, I, I don't understand how I can't belong to this people mm. or belong to mm-hmm, this people, there's this mm-hmm. deep identity crisis, was actually in fact a sign that God had had him in a place of preparation for a future assignment that he couldn't yet see. And it wasn't until he was on the other side that he realized what I thought was a liability was actually a setup. Mm, It was actually God positioning me in a place where the the unique struggle that I had was connected to the unique solution that he was calling me to bring to the world around me. And if we can see our struggle is not just a challenge, but as preparation. And this isn't just about framing. This isn't like, this isn't some like self-help guide where you, you know, you look in the mirror every day and go, you're, you're good, you're beautiful, you're smart. You're, it's, it's, not, it's not that. It's not like, let me convince myself. It, it is that thing that Stacy's talking about. It's a revelation. It's where God takes, takes the blinders off so you can see from his perspective. Right. And I remember even a personal story years ago where I was, I was involved with music. I knew there was leadership on my life. But for some, somehow my path meandered into video production. And it was at the ramp years ago, and I was doing video editing and working on our broadcast program and all these things. And it was a season that I enjoyed because I love creative outlets and, um, and I love storytelling. And I love working with, with, with brilliant people on teams. And this had all of those. But I, I really couldn't understand how video production fit into my life's journey. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Is this like a detour? Is this like a pit stop that God's like, yeah, I'm paying the bills, but I don't really understand why. And now, lockdown. <laughs> Where our entire, our entire church experience now happens in the digital space. Yeah. And I have a whole filing cabinet that I get to open up, and there's files just sitting in there. Some of them uh, maybe are a few years old, so yeah. maybe I have to update the, the document a bit. Yes. But there's still experience that that season that looked like a detour, it looked like a plan B, it looked yeah. like a side issue. No, 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 it's directly connected to my journey and, mm-hmm. my, and what God has for me. If, and, and Ramp Church, this is what I see for you. In, in this season, I just see God wanting to open our eyes to see the preparation work that he is doing in you and he's been doing it whether you've realized it or not. And some of you, that's, that's even part of your journey where you weren't, weren't even following God. He's gonna redeem that season that you look back at with shame and regret mm. and guilt. He wants to take those, he wants to take that season that the enemy intended to destroy you and he wants to redeem it for his purposes to equip you with a tool in your hand, with character that's built on the inside, with a perspective or a language that you can learn to speak to a group of people that no one else can speak to because you went through that season. That's how he redeems the things we've been through. Oh, I love that. You know, I just, let's just pause right there and I just want us to even just pray over you right now. Yeah. Some of you, you need that revelation to come. You need your eyes to be opened. And let's just agree, Ramp Church, for each other to have eyes of faith that see. Yes. And maybe maybe some of you Ramp kids are, are catching some of this and you'll remember when we first launched Ramp Church, I did this little object lesson where I had these like great plastic sunglasses <laughs> and they were big and I would put them on my eyes and I would talk about eyes of faith. 
When you have eyes of faith, you can see where God is. You can see what God is doing. Brilliant. And the Holy Spirit opens our eyes. The Holy Spirit brings revelation. So right now, Lord, we just agree yes. over yes. Ramp Church for eyes to see, eyes of faith to see where, where you are and what you're doing. Eyes of faith, Lord, that can look back over the past year and see the pruning, Lord, and the fruit that you have brought. And Lord, we just ask you um, to even continue to show us, Lord, to show us your goodness that we can see, Father, and celebrate and honor and magnify and declare your works, Lord, to the people around us. We thank you for opening our, our, uh, the eyes of our heart and giving us revelation light, turning sorrow into joy. You know, and even the verse that shares about um, how he does turn our sorrow into joy. He can do that even with our history. He yeah. can do that with even painful memories. He can come in and he can show us where he was. Yes. And he can show us how he's woven those painful things of growing up in, in Pharaoh's house. And those pain. what is he doing? He's turning sorrow into joy in those yes. moments by yeah. giving us revelation of his purpose in that. Yeah. And we want to go into a time of just even ministering some more, sharing some words, but can I share just a few more testimonies? And we're going to be plugging some of these testimonies into social media and online. So thank you for those of you who turned them in and we will use them up. And I'm going to touch on just a few of the highlights. So this is from someone who's joined Ramp Church during lockdown. And she says, joining a new church during lockdown was really nerve wracking. And can we just give a round of applause yes. to all the people who've shown up in these online spaces? Sometimes the very first time they've ever showed up in a Christian space like that. I just have to commend you. Thank you for following Jesus into the online world and just <laughs> engaging with us. So joining a new church during lockdown has been nerve wracking, but everyone at Rant made the experience so much easier. Easier. It has been very tempting to fly under the radar. And man, can we all relate to that. But joining small groups made the experience personal. Wednesdays have helped make community accessible. Wow. Don't you love that? Um, it no longer feels like I am watching from the outside in, thanks to small groups. I love that. Thank you for just, again, Ramp Church showing up and welcoming people in these spaces. And then this is from our beautiful Graham and Sue Dodd. On the surface, lockdown came at just the wrong time for us. Uh, being, Can anyone relate? <laughs> just being three weeks after our move from London to Manchester. Uh, but with hindsight, we can see that God's plans for our year were not thwarted, and He was working His purposes for both of us and our two daughters. And I'm just going to skim down here a bit where he says, uh, Graham says, as the year progressed, I began to realize that the real changes God was bringing about with Sue and I were internal. Wow. And I want to pause there because I, I know that as a church, we've been praying a lot about new wine and new wineskin and what does God have for us in this next season. And I can remember as we were praying that, I just was reminded the most important changes happen inside out. Mm -hmm. And we can get different venues, we can do different schedules, we can do different platforms, we can meet in person, we can meet online, whatever. But the inside condition very yes. good is what God is changing most about us yes. in this season. Um, as Ramp Church switched to online services and Zoom prayer meetings and house groups, we started to realize as much as we both really disliked Zoom and seeing ourselves on camera, and everybody said amen, <laughs> um, the input we were receiving as other people shared how God was guiding or speaking to them was fueling our own passion and vision 
of how God was working in the church to bring about change and to refocus on Him the things and the things that really matter. And I just want to highlight that I feel like when I look back over the past year, you know, and how challenging it's been for us personally and leading and all of that, that those prayer spaces and hearing what God has been doing and saying in you has just been such fuel on my fire. And, and I, would, I would love to just throw this question to you, Joe. So over the past year that you look and what has yeah. been, you know, the challenges and the pressure and the uncertainty and um, what has been one of the highlights for you personally about yeah. what God has done? Yeah, I think for me, the, the first week, this is wild because now we're 52 weeks back when we met in this room uh, the word that the word that I shared, the word that the Holy Spirit gave me, then that is still the word that is yeah. that is carrying me, and it was those first few weeks, and one of those was that there's going to be a shift in pattern, mm. and for me that has probably been w the most transformative element for me on a personal level is when I feel like God has has uh, through this season enabled me to get into a new pattern that's more in pay, in, in yeah, the pace yeah. that he's moving. Yep. And I have a tendency, all of us have our own tendencies that need to be submitted ultimately and shaped by the Holy Spirit. But I have a tendency to drive. I wanna drive life. I wanna drive, mm. drive, 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 mm -hmm. more, 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 faster, faster, faster. <laughs> and that's my mode. And so I'm gonna burn the candle at both ends. I'm gonna figure out how to get there and make it happen. And God has revealed to me, and this is transparent, but God's revealed to me that I often get out of step with him. Mm. That I, I move ahead of him or I'm, I'm doing my own thing because I would rather move forward than wait. I hate waiting. Mm. I hate it. And for me, this season on a personal level has been an opportunity to let step back. And if you remember that, that first series after those first few messages was on peace. Mm. And, and, and if, if you weren't around Ramp Church during that chapter, I wanna encourage you to go back. But even yeah. if you were, revisit it. And we, we looked at the topic of racism in that, in that series. We looked at the topic of Sabbath and pace mm -hmm. and rest. And I think that word is still as relevant today, right now, mm -hmm. than, it, than it was when we shared it yes. then. And that word is still resonating in me that I want us to stay in pace in step with Jesus and, and genuinely that our life is submitted to his word, his pace, that we step out of the frantic movement that's mm -hmm. happening all around mm -hmm. us, this distraction mm -hmm. culture, yep. this consumerism, this more, 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 more. We step into the, the peace that, that only God has. Yeah. I, I feel like in, in many ways, um, enemies, you could, you could identify enemies of past generations, but I feel like one of the biggest enemies of our generation is distraction. Mm -hmm. It is this idea that I've got to be connected and I've got to, I've got to always stay um, um, caught up. It's this FOMO that's constantly there. Mm -hmm. When I feel like what lockdown, one of the opportunities that the Holy Spirit said is, you can either spin your way through this or you can rest. You Come can on. find me in the quiet, in the stopping. That's good. So that's that's been a huge word for me. That's good. Well, I've got just another testimony that I want to encourage us with, and then um, then we're going to talk about even what what we see God doing right now, leading us even into as a church. And um, this is. 
from Edith, and she even kind of taps into that as well, mm -hmm. what she sees God is doing in us. Um, I have been a member of Ramp Church for nearly two years, so at the start of the pandemic, I was still fairly new to, to church and new to developing friendships. And then pandemic hit, and one year later, Ramp Church Online has provided me with so many different opportunities mm -hmm. to grow in my relationship with God and with others. Wow. I feel that the online communities has enabled me to get to know people on a different and more meaningful level, as well as develop real authentic friendships with people that I probably wouldn't have spoken too much in church or maybe would have only spent you know, five minutes after service having a quick chat. But I feel Ramp Church Online has provided me with real opportunities to strengthen my love and faith walk and has challenged me to love well and love practically during these testing times. And the community groups have enabled me to find my tribe of people and become intentional about exercising my gifts and stepping out of my comfort zone to put these into practice. And, and then Edith's been a part of our outreach teams as well. And she's been just releasing powerful words um, during our prayer meetings that have personally sustained yes. me. Yes. But Joe, uh, she mentioned, you know, just how, how um, you know, online communities. And I remember when we were first thinking about putting communities on Zoom, it's like this, oh my gosh, like that sounds terrible. <laughs> like, we're gonna, People are on Zoom know, all day long at work and, that, and meetings and then they come home. It's, and, you know, it was just me not being flexible, but I was, we were really like, okay, well, we're just going to do this. We're going to see what God does. But I think the fruit has amazed us yes. um, because it has, and, and you even talked about at the beginning of the lockdown in that series, one of your main points was about your limitations can be your launch pad. Yes. So talk about that for a few minutes. Yeah, I think for me, the the idea, um, and we're, again, we're even unpacking this, exploring this from a fresh angle in this chapter, even here, even now, even us, which you can hear the themes and everything we're saying today. I just love that God would identify that season for us. Just a little side note there, Ram Church. He is guiding us. But the idea, this is blowing up in me, resonating in me, and this is another message from last summer. That, that faith is not believing that I don't have limits. Mm -hmm. Faith is believing that God can fulfill his promise inside yes. of my limits. Mm -hmm. And that's when I step into the place of faith. And that is, that's, it. that's one of the things that's different about being the people of God. There is a truth to this idea that when you serve God, you do tap into an unlocked potential. But we don't serve at the altar of potential we serve at the altar of, of Jesus. Mm -hmm. the, we're, we're following him. And sometimes he leads me in ways that looks like it's not fulfilling potential, but the fruitfulness is not in my potential. The fruitfulness is in, is in obedience to God's word. Yeah. Do you see that? We live in a, the reason I, I bring that is because we live in a culture that, that sometimes worships potential. The self-help section at Waterstones is, I mean, books are flying off the shelf mm -hmm. and books are flying on the shelf. Authors are writing hundreds of titles every month that are being added to the self-help section. And the reason is because we often worship at, at, the, at the temple of our own gifts, our own identity, our own potential. And when you step into, into the God life, mm -hmm. the Jesus-centered life, you, you, you leave the potential altar behind, and yes, you, you start to discover potential, but it's a byproduct. What mm. you really discover is the fruit of following Jesus blows my mind because it's not as much based on my abilities. Come on. It's based on God's abilities. Yes. And where I come in the picture is he uses me in strange ways. He uses in ways I couldn't have connected the dots. And some of us watching here 
we're, our, our minds and our imaginations are consumed with what is not possible in this season yeah. because of my limitations. And I am not being insensitive to the, to the limitations. Some of us have very real limitations. We've lost jobs. There are people in the Ramp Church community who have lost jobs. There's people in the Ramp Church community who have lost family members, yeah. um, are dealing with mental health challenges that are very real mm -hmm. limitations. They're dealing with health challenges that are very real limitations. Right. They're dealing with multiple jobs that are very real limitations in this season. And I, what I, the message to me that I wanna get to you is that God's promises for you are not bound in the boundaries of those limitations. Come on. Do you, do you hear what I'm saying? He wants to plug your limited life into the unlimited story that he's writing through Manchester, that he's writing through Ramp Church, yes. that he's writing through our nation. And when we're connected to a people that he's fulfilling uh, beautiful promises through, all of a sudden that connection becomes this, this, this uh, 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 seedbed of his purposes and his fruit. So I just, however cliche this sounds, I just wanna tell you today, your limits are your launch pad. They're your launch pad today, your okay. limits. If you can realize maybe God, and I'm, again, I'm going back to that Moses thing, but David is another figure who we see. He's, he's tending sheep. Yeah. He's in a very prominent family. He has very prominent brothers, and he's out in the field all by himself tending sheep and goats, and he's the forgotten son. But, but he didn't realize that that limitation from God's perspective was actually the launch pad for the rest of his life. It was actually the launch pad for his purpose. It was actually the launch pad. Joseph, another biblical figure, he didn't really, he, he's thinking, oh my goodness, I am a slave now. I've literally been human trafficked by my own family, sold into slavery, and now I was, I was literally a wealthy son of a prominent family. And now I'm a slave, I've been sold into slavery. But instead of seeing that limitation as holding him back, he realizes that this is actually the platform that God wants to build. Yeah. He wants to build his purposes. He wants to make me fruitful through this season. And I want you to be infused with hope today, not because you figured out some neat keys on how to, to, to help yourself through this season, but because you've gotten in tune with a beautiful, amazing God story that he's writing through your life Amen. and through my life. Amen. So. Yes, and amen. I just want to read on the back of that just this word, and then we're going to um, just talk about a bit for the last few minutes what we see God continuing to do. So, and we know He's He has prepared us for this moment. That was one thing you said earlier that you you didn't you are anointed for this season. You are prepared for this season. These limitations, whatever it is that you feel like, if only that wasn't there. Well, even here, even now, even us, God's working through that. He's destined that to get power and glory through somehow, some way. And um, I listened to this word from Edith in her testimony. She said, I so believe that God is preparing his bride. That's his church. Yes, the bride of Christ. Jesus is coming back in his second coming. He is coming for a bride that is pure and spotless and stripping away everything that would get in the way of our relationship with him. Amazing. Mm -hmm. And I believe that God is allowing us to demonstrate and work out our faith in practice, even in the seemingly dry seasons. Not just um, to, and not just be hearers only. He is building his people, developing character in us, stretching us and pruning us so that we will be ready, seasoned, and on fire for when the harvest comes. Mm -hmm. I feel that as his people, we are not to go back to the norm, 
but to press forward into the new that he is preparing. It goes without saying that as a church community, God has been able to accomplish more in and through us over this last year of lockdown. So I'm excited and humbled to be a part of what God is doing in Ramp Church as he brings us into this next season. <laughs> and there's a lot that we don't know about the next season. We're continuing to believe God for an in-person gathering. But you know what? Whether we have a building or not, God's going to move. Whether we have this or that, God's going to bring about a yes. harvest. Whether you're in or out, God's going to do it. Whether I'm in or out, God's going to do it. Come God's going to do what He said He would do over this yes. city. And He said there's an outpouring. He says hearts of fathers and sons are going to be turned to children, and children are going to be turned to sons and fathers. And He says there's an awakening in England where people are going to wake yes. up that God is real and that He loves them. He said that there's going to be an outpouring of God's Spirit on all flesh and that the glory of God is going to be revealed, that Jesus yes. is going to be revealed in this city. He wants Jesus to be worshiped in this city like never before in our hearts. And all of this means things are being stripped back. And more than we want to meet in person, more than we want a building, more than we want volunteers, we want Jesus to receive the reward of his suffering in this city. Amen. We want Jesus to be magnified and glorified. We want him to be perceived, his goodness and his glory. And this is what, where our faith is at. And all these other little details of, well, who's going to be a part and where are we going to meet? We just submit all that to God. But this is our pursuit. This is our pursuit, our one thing. Lord, let your kingdom come in this yes. city yes. and let your will be done. And Lord, let every promise over this city, Lord, come to pass. Everything, yes. Father, that you have spoken and declared. And then you've brought sons and daughters from all over the world to be conduits of your will in this city yes. and to release your presence, Lord. We just say yes and amen to that. Yes and amen to that, Lord. Yes, amen. yes. Father, I just want to pray um, for those, Father, who this is really a season of loss. Um, that what's marked the past 12 months has, has, has been loss. And when they look back, they see what they had before 2020 and now what, what they live without. And mm. I thank you, Father, that you're invading that situation. Yes, Lord. Today. Thank you, that Father. you're invading that loss, you're invading that, that void, that space that's been created. You're filling it with your presence. And I thank you today that you're filling it with promises today, fresh promises. Yes. I thank you, Father, that you often speak when we're at our greatest time of need. And I just declare that your thank promises you, become real. Father, that, there, that, yes, that there are things that you're declaring over individuals, over families, over businesses even, mm. um, during this service right now, as, as, yes. uh, as people are reviewing their losses, I just thank you that, that there are things you're declaring that are your promises. You're, you're saying, here's what I'm gonna do in that space of loss. Thank you, here's Lord. what I'm going to do through even that loss. Thank and I just you, declare Jesus. hope now hope over right you now. who are watching. I declare hope mm. and peace, even joy that is your strength today. And I just, just encourage you, maybe even if that's you, if you feel like what's really marked this season has been lost, I just wanna encourage you, just put yourself somehow in a posture of receiving. Um, there's, there's nothing magical about the posture, but there we are a whole being, spirit, soul, and body, and sometimes with our body, we need to recognize, God, I want you in this space. I want yes. you in this situation. And so it's not just a heart posture, but God, I'm, all of me is saying, I want you here. I want you now. I want to hear what you have to say. I want your promises over what yes, you're going to pull out of this Jesus. pain. And 
Father, I thank you that you're helping people see beyond the pain, that the pain is important, but there's there's more yes. than just pain out of this situation. There also is potential. There also is a promise, Father, coming out of this. There also is purpose even beyond the pain. Father, I thank you for your presence that's meeting people in that place. In Jesus, Jesus' name. Jesus' mighty name today, thank you, Lord. today, today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I, I, I just want to even s speak to you, and I just want us to just pray a little bit, Stace, over, over people um, a bit more, but I just want to speak to those of you that are brand new to faith. Maybe the whole Jesus thing, the whole, maybe this whole service could be uncomfortable for you. These guys are singing songs and use language that feels maybe unusual or strange, religious sounding. Um, if that's you, I just want to encourage you today that um, the journey is about seeing who Jesus really is. I think, the, the, I just want to identify the question for you. And the question isn't as much about Ramp Church or Stacy or I, that's not really the biggest deal. That you, we're not the ones who are going to transform your life. We're not the ones who are going to reveal purpose to you or, or give you um, the transformation that you need. It's Jesus. He's the one. And um, so if you could answer any question, it would be Jesus is and fill in that blank. Who is he to you? Where is he to you? And so I just want to pray over you and with you today. Thank you. Lord. If you're in that place, because that changes everything. One encounter with God changes everything. And so, Father, I pray for those uh, who are watching today who they're brand new to the idea of God or faith yes. or religion or Christianity or any of that. And I just pray that you would reveal yourself to them. That as they're seeking to answer yes. that question, Jesus is fill in the blank, that you would give them that fill in the blank. And uh, Father, I thank you that you're welcoming them to, to experience life in a faith community and a faith family and what it means to reach out to our city, to love our city, to care for those around us and to be a worshiping people, uh, to be a, a redemptive-minded people who are looking at, at the world around us from the lens of redemption. But Father, I pray for more than anything that they would experience you and who you are and the richness of your grace and your glory. Thank you, Lord. And if you're looking to make a step towards Jesus today and you want to you just speak to him, um, I just can even give you some language to do that. You can say whatever you want to say, but some language like that sounds, if you just want to make a step towards him, you've never made that step before. It could sound something like this and you could pray it along with me if you want to. And it's, it's, it's just, it's, it's Lord Jesus, thank you for who you are. Thank you for inviting me to come to you. Yes, Lord. I say yes to you today. I lay down the life that I've had and I give it to you. Thank you, Lord. And I receive the life that you have for me. Thank you, Jesus. I pray that you would for, forgive me. Show me your love. Show me your kindness. Show me your mercy today as I lay myself at your feet. And I today want to follow you. I want to hear from you. I want to know you, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. I'm so thankful to be able to spend that moment with you, but just encourage, I just wanna encourage you, that's just the, a first step of a journey yes. of following Jesus, of being with him, of hearing his voice and his heart.